to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Hello, all you bloomers. Welcome back. We are so excited to be back um, on a special Wednesday episode. I am Alexa, and with me is my PIC partner in crime, Ambrosia. What's up, girl? What up? What up, what up? How's What's life? PIC? What's PIC? I, I just Par- said. Oh, partner in crime. I just said. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> You never heard that before, PIC? Mm-mm. No, I'm oh. like 80 years old. Do you so know? So I'm am I. Do you, <laughs> you kids are using these days. Do you know, like, have you ever heard of like Lilas? Did you ever do that in school? Lilas? Like, love you like a sister? What? No? Mm-mm, no. Oh, gosh. Okay. I wow. think that's like a, maybe that's an East Coast thing. Because they grew maybe. up on the West Coast. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Listeners, listener friends, help us out. Is that yeah. an East Coast thing? or? Let me know if you ever heard of that. But anyway, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. Feeling good. Feeling uh, light. Great. Lighter than yesterday. You had a – yeah, right? Seriously. I like finally have like – I finally feel like refreshed and like a new newborn baby for this moment, let's say. <laughs> for this moment. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so – we are really excited because we have a guest with us on today's episode, Regitze Cecilia Rosenvigne. I yeah. hope I said that right. <laughs> Regitze is an entrepreneur, published author, mindfulness and business coach, and mother based in Berlin, Germany. She's been self-employed for five years, and her first book, Freelancer, A Woman's Guide to a Successful Freelance Career, was recently published and will soon be converted into an ebook as well. Rajitse is a certified life and spirit mentor with a big passion for entrepreneurship, female empowerment, and spirituality. Last mention plays a vital role in both her private life as well as in her career. Hi, Rajitse. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're excited to have you because, you know, this is actually everything that, you know, was just described in your intro and I think everything that we're about to talk about is really, um, really relevant to this group of listeners because, you know, a lot of people here, um, Ambie and myself included, are starting to, you know, um, kind of build our own practices and build our own businesses and do it in a mindful way and um, – mm-hmm. So I, and I think freelancing, you know, is, has kind of in the past been kind of like a scary term, right? Because it's kind yeah. of like, oh, you're just kind of like out there by yourself and who knows yeah. if you'll get work and all that. So really looking forward to talking to you about your perspective on this and, and how to be successful in this. Sure. But bef- before we do that, let's start with just you and your story and, you know, how you got to be here now. 
okay, well, uh, how long time do we have? Because I can tell <laughs> my story. It was, um, so in short, um, I've been a full-time freelancer for uh, almost five years. And uh, during those years, I have been building my own company or companies on the side. So I really did a lot of um, trial and errors in my, in my career. I'm 30 years old and um, my career path, so to speak, wasn't so like, straight or easy. I did a lot of detours and that's how I um, came to where I am today. So it was all part of the, the master plan, if you can say it like that. But, um, I, I, you know, first of all, I want to say it's, it's in my blood, my, my dad and his family, they are entrepreneurs. So I was kind of raised with this entrepreneurial, uh, vibe. Um, and I really appreciate the, the, the support I had from home as well, of course. Um, when that is said and done, I never really felt that I fitted into a box. I guess most entrepreneurs, they have this feeling that they want to be their own bosses and they don't want to, you know, they're not really good with authorities. That's at least how I feel. Um, so I did a lot of, of stupid things really in, in my, in my younger years to kind of fit into society. I wanted to please everyone around me who told me that, um, I should go, you know, take the straight way. I should go to university, get a degree, um, you know, um, meet a guy, get a house, uh, get married, have children, all these things that women are still somewhat told, the, you know, they're still told the story today. This is the, the straight way. And I, I'm so happy that we are kind of breaking out of this now um, and that more and more people are encouraged to to start their own companies and, and work on their own dreams. But my way uh, was kind of, um, yeah, it was kind of difficult to start with. So I, I studied four different um four different fields I was involved in four different educations and I dropped out of all of them because I realized that it wasn't for me and I wasn't listening to my own soul and my own heart but to other people's expectations and society's expectations at least um, so when I finally decided to go for it I think I was 25 and I, I remember I was uh, I was crying in the hallway of my university at the time when I uh, I dropped out because I was so scared. Um, I just knew that I had you know a voice within me that I needed to follow that told that basically told me uh, that you know you have to be your own boss you have to set yourself free and as long as I was um, you know living in in that box so to speak I I couldn't be free and I couldn't kind of go for my dreams so. It started with a lot of anxiety. Um, I had so many sleepless nights. How am I going to do this? But then I, um, I took on some work that kind of gave me the, the, the financial security so that I was able to kind of build my, um, my work on the side, my company on the side. So yeah, that's basically how it started. And um, yeah, a lot of mistakes, if you can say it like that, a lot of detours, but I am absolutely in a very happy and a very um very good place today um so it was all worth it i guess <laughs> that's that's awesome and how does your you know i was just looking again and seeing how in in your intro you were saying you're a certified life and spirit mentor what is yeah. that like a life coach or what is that exactly so there's so many different coaching educations you can take today right um i was really into i am really into self growth and self development which is also super popular today so it's not so hard to find but when i was looking for a coaching education a few years back it was more or less um to kind of uh, work on some some things within myself before helping others. 
um, I needed to clear some things from my past, um, some things that were really blocking my growth and um, yeah, some things that were really blocking in my life for me to reach my, my final goals. And um, then I found this amazing education um, that kind of spoke to the more spiritual and mindful side of, of life. And I just really, it really resonated with me and I, I felt that it was, it was really what I wanted to do. So I, uh, yeah, I enrolled in that one and I use a lot of the tools today in, in my own coaching for, for women. So, mm. awesome. yeah. And what, I'm just curious, like what are some of those tools or like a, a tool, an example of one of those tools? Yeah, there are so many spiritual tools you can use today. The lighter ones are kind of, um, you know, mixed between, it's also kind of mindful tool, mindfulness tools. So kind of uh, visualization, manifestation, daily meditation practices and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. that's become luckily quite common today because it really works magic uh, and it works wonders. Um, especially if you're anxious or um, overworked and you need to get uh, connected to your soul and your heart. I think it's so easy to, um, you know, just embrace uh, the, the kind of um, tools we have in front of us, like meditation, just sit down and connect your soul, right? Um, so those are the, the basic ones, but then there are also more like tools like Ho'oponopono. I don't know if you know it. It's a Hawaiian tradition. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is that? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's kind of, um, I think it's 10 different steps that takes you through um, if you have a problem, say in your family, you have to release the, uh, the, the anger and then kind of, uh, confront the family members with this or your friends as well with this problem you have. And then it takes you through 10 different steps and the last step should set you free and you should find peace within yourself. So it's pretty complex, but it's, uh, it's a magical exercise. Uh, it's called Ho'oponopono for anyone who is interested. Yeah. I heard of that, but I didn't know it was 10 steps. I thought it was like simply – like that's interesting to me because I thought it was simply – or as I've heard of it, I thought it was simply like the four phrases like um, mm -hmm. I love – like I'm sorry, please forgive yeah. me, I love you. What's yeah. the last one? It can definitely also be shortened, but the one I uh, had in my study is kind of um, – it was elaborated a little bit, right? So we got all the – all the steps with everything. So there are many different methods you can use, but one of them was, uh, was this one. And also, um, how to speak with your, how to get in touch with your angels and stuff like that. Um, mm. to me, this whole angel talk is really interesting because it's to me, at least more about connecting with your, uh, intuition, right? Which your angels are your intuition, I guess. Mm. So that's also very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like for me, something I've been dealing with this past week, which has been very interesting, is <laughs> because you talk about all these tools, which, you know, they are all amazing and here for us and, and connecting to our intuition is amazing because when we do, we're getting all the information. But this past week, as just like energy has been ramping up and this whole moon and eclipse and all this intense energy, I felt like I was like stuck in between a rock and a hard place because part of me was like, 
I just want to feel better. I just want to relax and I just want guidance. And another part of me is like, no, I don't want anyone to tell me anything. I don't want to hear it. Like I don't want um, – I was telling Ambie earlier that I felt this past week like I was like I was an animal. You never see those videos on Facebook or something where an animal gets its head stuck in like um, plastic or some sort of like metal um, fence and like a human comes along and is trying to help it out but the animal freaks out every time it comes near it. So it finally has to like put a blanket over the thing or restrain it in some way just in order to get it out. I was telling Ambi, I feel like that's how I've been this whole past week where I'm the animal stuck in the cage and my guides are like, okay, yeah. let me help. And I'm like, no, no, don't touch me because yeah. it's almost equally as scary sometimes to to uh, to use the tools is what I'm trying to say. Sometimes there's like fears that are blocking us from using the tools because we're afraid of what the tools are going to tell us or we're afraid of, you know um, – Un- uncovering something we don't want to see. So how do you deal with that? That is a very good question because I think, you know, it doesn't come overnight. I started out with some uh, some some problems or kind of things that I wanted to change it, to change in myself. Maybe some um, problems with my family or, you know, what's in our legacy because we can't control that. If, mm. if like four generations back there was a problem, it's most likely that you will also feel feel this problem, right? Mm. So it goes along in generations. And um, I kind of, for, for me, it was about like uh, money, money-wise. I felt there was a huge blockage around money. And I kind of did my research and found out that um, there was – something back in like fourth four generations back in my uh, father's side of the family that um, resonated with that. So if you can, it, you know, take a look at that. Um, it, was, it, it is very powerful to me, but also extremely um, overwhelming and scary. And when I first kind of uh, got to know this um, and practice these uh, things on myself, I was so overwhelmed and I was so tired for weeks, basically, because it is hard work, you know. Um, self-growth is, you know, you can only grow as a human being if you really meet yourself where you are. Mm-hmm. And that includes the good sides and the bad sides. And we all have them, but it is, um, it's a lot of work. So how I dealt with it is like, I just got going and then I gave myself a break, of course, because it can be very exhausting. Um, and today I think my meditation practices, um, I meditate every day for half an hour through these little sessions with myself in complete silence. I am, I meet myself in a, in a loving place and I can feel that it's much more relaxed today than it was uh, say three years ago when I started out. So yeah, it's a process. Yeah, definitely. Definitely is a process. It is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So let's talk about, you know, like theme and Ambie, sorry if I'm, or raise your hand if you want to chime in. Raise my hand. Yeah, just raise your hand if you want to chime in. Um, I'm going to be here a while. Okay. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, let's talk a little bit about, you know, like female entrepreneurship and empowerment. Um, A large large, um, portion of our listener base is female, um, female, is female. And um, as I mentioned in the beginning, you know, a lot of people, um, a lot of our listeners are you know, kind of starting to either straddle the line between their corporate job and the practice that they want to develop. A lot of them are healers. A lot of them are artists um, and and different things like that. 
And then there's some that are just kind of trying to find, you know, what they want to do and what they want to create. And so what advice or what, you know, what advice do you have to those people that are maybe on one side kind of trying to uh, exit the corporate world and wanting to get into freelance or get into starting their own business but feeling very intimidated? And then Mm -hmm. um, just general advice on maybe, you know, starting a business as a female, maybe things that we don't know or haven't been taught. That was a oh, lot there. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> I'll try to break it down. Let's yeah. see. Um, so I think that in order to have satisfaction in your work, you get you have to get to know yourself. Like, who are you? What value do you uh, can you share with the world? Not only um, what can you share with the world, you share with the world, but also what do you feel comfortable with? What sets you apart from other people? What makes you unique? And I think, unfortunately, today, so many people are trying to look like each other and also on, on social media, um, this trend to be kind of this, um, you know, women are looking up to other women and trying to to do the same thing because they think it works, but it doesn't because we are so different as human beings and we all have our own story to tell and I can only say that personal branding is the one thing that works the best also when you are going into freelancing um, because it tells a story of you and no one else so forget about most other like tools and catchy phrases and stuff I think you literally just have to show a side of yourself that resonates with people because if you are a human being other people they reflect themselves in you and um so get to know yourself and and what you feel comfortable sharing with the world um because that shines that really shines through uh, immediately and people they resonate with you no matter what you're you're offering um can i interject here and because <laughs> i i love what you're saying um and bring Ambie into this because Ambie, I feel like this is like exactly what we were talking about the other night. This is the conversation I've been having all week. So this is the message that I'm supposed to be receiving. I get it. I'm, I'm fully aware guys of the message. Mm. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) I guess guess I'm not uh, living it. I, it's, well, what I will say is that, um, I feel like personally, this, this difference between, and this occurred to me yesterday of, you know, I've heard like, get to know yourself, get to know who you are. And part of me is like, I know who I am. Like, I get it. And the other part of me is like, I have no idea who I am because I want to be so many other things. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's this, this divide within us. And then it occurred to me that we're very complex creatures. We're not just one dimensional where we're multi-dimensional creatures so I have one hand where I don't want to wear a bra I don't want to wear makeup and I literally look like a homeless person and then I have another side of me where I want to wear extensions and fake eyelashes and all the makeup and feel sexy and pretty yeah and that doesn't mean that when I don't wear those things I don't feel sexy and pretty it just means that I want to do both Mm. you know and you can I mean yeah we're women we have so many different sides of us it's like this is life and we have to embrace like 
all of the women that we are in one. I think that's the the big mistakes we're making. We want to be one woman and then kind of cater to her needs instead of embracing ourselves uh, as we are in all its its glory, you know? So, yeah. yeah. And that's and that's the thing that occurred to me yesterday was that I can do both things. I yeah. don't have to be this mom that has no makeup on and I mm. say mom in like a negative way, but I I I love my children. Yeah. But this mom that doesn't have any makeup on and, you know, wears like grubby clothes, like with yeah. snot on them, you know, yeah. and, um, I don't have to cater ju- to just that population. And then I don't have to feel because this, it was an integral struggle of, well, if I start to wear fake eyelashes when I'm doing like photo shoots or when I'm doing uh, live streams or whatever the case may be, then I'm going to be perceived as a fake individual. Right. Yeah. And then it occurred to me that one, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Yeah. It matters what I think. And what I think is I want to do both and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Exactly. And you will be recognized as well for, for being the woman who embraces all of her sides and doing whatever she wants. I think there is a great strength in that and it's a great message to send out to the world, right? I really mm-hmm. think so. Mm. And it also is. our children, you know, yeah. if, if nothing else, it's, Definitely. it's our kids. I grew up with, I love my mother. I grew up never knowing how to put makeup on because she, um, didn't like the attention that she received from it. Right. Okay. So for me, learning how to put makeup on is really coming into my feminine, uh, side. And I want my daughter that if she decides to go and you know wear makeup and do that no pressure either way that she knows who she can come to yeah instead of looking like a clown and getting made fun of at school so (laughs) yeah I think it's beautiful it really is for me personally it was a bit of the other way around I um I started wearing makeup when I was quite young and you know I still I like to look good every day, even though I'm tired. I have a little kid at home. You know, it's important for me to to stand up and for myself. And every morning, like, you know, look good, put on a little makeup, put on nice clothes. And I want to do that for myself as well. But I also kind of this whole self-growth uh, process for me personally was also about kind of um, taking off the mask and kind of... Um, showing people who I, I really am. And once I started doing this, I'm still learning, by the way, we all are. But once I started embracing this more in my life, people started to resonate more with me. You know, I was just so afraid of, of taking off the, the mask, so to speak, that I would be so fragile that, that people would just run over me and it would be too overwhelming for me. But there is great strength in, in uh, vulnerability, right? So when we take off the mask, we become stronger, so to speak. So that is a great message, yeah, to send yeah. out. And it's so interesting how taking off the mask can literally be taking off the mask of makeup or it can be taking right. off the mask of not caring about makeup. You know what I mean? Like it, it, we're just using makeup right. as an example, but like – it's so interesting how that can be applied many different ways depending on like your own experience. Because yep. I'm kind of in between both of you. Like I wore makeup very early on and then now it like the past three years, I like literally was like, oh, I'm done with this. Like and I like <laughs> don't care about makeup ever. Mm-hmm. But and then when I put it on, it's like I feel I kind of had that same thing that you have, Ambie, where I'm kind of like I don't want to be fake. Like, I don't want to, but it's like, but I can recognize there's a part of me that really like wants to just play and create. And 
the yeah. image that I got when you both were talking and saying like it's okay to be both things and it's and you and Rajit say you were saying you know it's okay to be a multitude of things I got this image of like yeah we're we can be a new thing in every single second like literally mm-hmm. in every moment it's not just oh what am I this week or what I'm what am I in this um in this setting it's like mm-hmm. literally the the what I'm what I'm inter- what I'm translating this as for me is that the the key is to tune into yourself so so deeply that you can feel in every second what you want to be in that moment because it could change from moment to moment and that's true freedom and that's true power to really tune into that and know because it's when we it's when we're aligned with ourselves that we get an impulse that we want to change or express in a certain way and when we feel confident and in alignment that's when we go and do it because we feel yeah. like yes this is right and so we that's supported yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's just interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I'm glad you, you talk about that because uh, as you say, makeup is just, uh, you know, it's just uh, kind of a metaphor for it. It could be at least a metaphor, but um, it's in all aspects of life. You know, we have to be more daring and really kind of be able to show ourselves who we really are because everyone else is taken, so to speak. Right. So uh, mm-hmm. this is so <laughs> Yeah, this is also fe- uh, female empowerment for me, and what I'm trying to to uh, communicate to the women that I coach. Um, so my coaching is more business orientated, but definitely um, a lot of these women they they need inspiration and they need motivation, guidance as well. Um, because unfortunately, it's still some kind of a male dominated world, uh, freelancing and and entrepreneurship uh, specifically. So. Yeah, trying to change that for sure. <laughs> mm. And how um, – so going back to my question, <laughs> I don't know how long ago now, but um, um, part of it was I know um, – yeah, so tips for like someone who's yeah. maybe has one foot in the corporate world and one foot is – and they're feeling called. Like you said, you felt called when you were yeah. you know crying because you were so scared. And they yeah. feel called to step out, but they're scared. They're so scared because maybe they have a family and maybe they have no time and maybe their job is really demanding and they have to be there or else they don't make the money. And like I said, they need to support the family. So how – do you have any tips for um, making that transition? I'd say, you know, take it easy and be gentle on yourself because nobody created an entire new life in one or two days. It's again, it's a process. It takes time and and be gentle on yourself. Really Um, kind of, I always say that freelancing is not only a career path, it's a lifestyle. So when you go into freelancing, it is literally a whole new life you're taking up on your shoulders. And I think you really need to recognize that and respect that Um, and respect the fact that it takes a lot of time. So who says that if you have a family to support or you know, something like that, and, and you want some security, you don't need to to um, to quit the corporate world from one day to the other. You can also um, freelance on part-time mm-hmm. and just get a taste of it or kind of ask, um, ask your boss if you can work from home uh, maybe twice a week or something. Many larger companies are, are accepting that by now. I know that for a fact that um, it's more and more common for employees to, to work from home because they're actually more productive from home. So take one step at a time and see whatever works for you. And there is this, unfortunately, this um, idea that you have to make a decision fast and you have to rush through it. And 
um, I get that if you if you see something that you really want, you want it fast, right? But becoming a freelancer is definitely a, a process, and you need to your soul and your heart in the whole process too. So yeah, be gentle on yourself for sure. Mm, that's great advice. Definitely yeah, a good message. Good. Yeah. We were just talking about that like yesterday as well about like, you know, so often it's like we – like you said, you see something you want and you're like, I just want to be there. And it's like you get there and then it's complete – If even if you could have it right then, it's 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 complete – it can be completely overwhelming because you're not actually even ready for it and don't you want to enjoy the process of, of getting there and exploring it like step by step and feeling really good about each step you're taking, you know, instead of yeah. just like cannonballing into this whole other life, which is going to be like a huge dramatic shift to adjust to. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. True. Um. So, gosh, I had another question that I asked before that I really liked and I forgot it now. But um, <laughs> um, it'll come back to you. Yeah, it will come back. It will come back. Um, yeah, but um, what about what, like, so how can <laughs> you mentioned money, right? Yeah. As something yeah. that was really standing in your way. And I, I think almost everyone listening can identify with that one, especially. Um, I also think, you know, a lot of us who are um, empathic and who are intuitive and who are awake right now, like, and I'm just realizing this as I'm saying it, we all really have this um, kind of, most of us, I don't want to blanket everyone, but most of us, it seems, have this issue with money and receiving, you know? And I'm wondering actually now that I'm saying it out loud if that is – because we're also empathic and we've all been taught to heal others, you know, like, or we've learned to do that as we're growing up, like to pacify other people. And that's, you know, why we're here. So it's like, we've focused so much more on giving than on receiving. And, um, do you have any advice for how to get more into a state of receiving and feeling comfortable, especially as women asking for it? Because a big part of freelancing Mm -hmm. I know is putting a price on yourself, you know? Mm. Yeah. That's sure. a good question, Alexa. It really is a good question. And and to be honest, I'm no like money expert in how to kind of move all the blockages around money. I'm still in the process of getting more comfortable with money and getting more comfortable receiving it. Um, but I do think that it's a general, like a universal problem, really, that women do not like to ask for raises, but a, a, a guy can easily ask for a raise, you know? Mm. And um, we're much more subtle around money, but kind of perceive money as a very feminine and soft energy because money is not only hard, it can also be very soft. So if you start working with it um, in a different way and start perceiving money as a different energy than what you were brought up with, I think it can have a huge impact on your on your life and your business in the long run. It will have a huge impact. Um, I had a, a kind of a money mindset coach contributing to my book Um, And the chapter is simply called Money uh, Mindset. So there are a lot of women today um, all over the world who are really struggling with this issue of receiving. Um, But also kind of my my personal, one of my personal issues with money, so to speak, was kind of like, um, you know, I'm afraid of losing it somehow. Mm, Yeah. So. And if I constantly go around and I'm so afraid of losing the money, they will never come in. (laughs) <laughs> so I will be forever broke. Not that that's the case, but if I kept um, cultivating this 
thinking, this way of thinking without even noticing it on a day-to-day basis, on a day-to-day scale, I would be blocking myself from from income, from, you know, um, receiving money. And that is really sad. So kind of look into what money patterns were you raised with? Did you, your dad, maybe he was always obsessed with money and earning them. Um, and he was always afraid of losing money and he never, he always scraped by, so to speak. So maybe that's why you are feeling so anxious around money that every time you get money, you have the feeling that they're just running out of your account again, so to speak. Right. Um, So kind of dig into the family patterns around money. I think that is my best advice because it really helped me a lot to uh, investigate my own um, family energy around, around money. And then you will understand much better why um, you react like you do and maybe why you don't earn more money that you do, or maybe you earn a lot of money. So that's just very good, but there are always some kind of, um, some kind of blockage attached to money, at least an energy. Uh, yeah, we can all have a look at that for sure. Yeah, I I actually discovered something. Well, first of all, I think that's amazing advice because I'm an EFT practitioner, and in my sessions with people, that's exactly what you know. If someone came to me and said, "I'm I can't, I'm having an issue with money," like the first thing I have them do is, um, you know, look back at like the first time they ever felt that, who in their family modeled it for them. Um, you know, who else felt that way and like, you know, they could have picked up that belief from, et cetera. But something I realized and, it, and it's interesting because I've always known I've had a problem with money um, or I've had a, a, a limiting belief around money. Um, but recently I identified a very subtle belief that I realized has dictated so much of my money experience, which is um, if I get money – then I don't really know what to do with it. Like meaning mm-hmm. – mean, specifically meaning I feel like there's – I should be putting X amount in some sort of account and I feel like I should be putting X amount away for tax. Like there's all these uh, intricacies of money and taxes and having a business and all that that like literally just confuse me. So anytime mm-hmm. – it, it's almost as if I have this belief that if I get – um, more than a little amount of money and just enough money to scrape by if I have like actual sizable amount of money that mm-hmm. I will make a mistake with it and then I – because I don't know what to do with it and then I'll be in trouble. So I just think it's easier not to have the money. You know what I'm saying? It's just easier yeah. to work with a very little amount of money so I can just be like, oh, well, I like I don't – like there's not yeah. – there's no real risk of being in trouble because I only have this amount of money. So like how much can I owe or how much can I get in trouble with? Does that make sense? It makes so much sense. And I honestly think that that's one of the most common beliefs around money. Um, I, I know so many women who think like that. They're like, what am I going to do with this money? And we always have something to spend money on, right? Yeah. Um, if not, we can give it to charity. So there is yeah. always something to spend it on. But definitely, um, maybe we are a little bit afraid of it because, and this is just a thought, that we as women, we're not really used to handle money for many generations back. And this is something I've been wondering about myself and and I've written about it in my book as well. Um, If we go back two generations, what was the the money situation in our families who handled the money? Um, Most commonly it was the man um, kind of handling all financial issues and the woman was at home. Mm. So maybe it's also because it's a fairly new energy that we have to kind of 
get used to it and kind of handle it in a in a in the right way. Does that make sense? Or mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. yeah, I remember being a child and actually having um I was raised by a single mom, so she handled the money, but yeah. God bless her. She didn't do a great job because she okay. didn't know how to handle it, you know? Yeah. Um, but I remember commonly being seven, 10, 15 years old and having discussions with my mother about like not having enough money. Mm-hmm. We don't have enough money to pay the bills. We don't have enough money to do X, Y, and Z. And then there was this energy of, um, You know, money is the root of all evil and people that have money are not nice. And Mm. so it really became this, well, I don't want to do that. You know Mm. what I mean? For years, I've had, I've had two psychics tell me that I was going to win the lottery. And Mm. for years I've been like, oh, I don't want to do that because people with money are not nice. Mm. So, so it's really the last, um, I would say the last four, three or four years, it's been me trying to change the story that I've been telling about money. You know, um, you know, people without money can be mean. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's just just that uh, way of thinking. And that um, I remember three years ago, I did a vision board and I said, I want to, I want to make this amount of money a year. And I, I did. I made that amount of money a year and I thought, what else am I capable of? Yeah, exactly. What else have I been selling myself short on that? I thought like, this is it. Once I reach this amount of money, like I have air quotes made it right. Yeah. And then you look back and you realize like, whoa, that's not even, that's not even making it. Like that's just surviving. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's a great example. And I really think it's a good example for so many women listening to this podcast right now that, you know, you, you kind of manifested it, right? Mm-hmm. And you, the universe has your back. So if you go with that energy and you go with the flow, you will be supported. But we're just standing in our own way so often when it comes to these things. So mm-hmm. super inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think money is actually like, as you were both talking about that, I was seeing how for me, that's the, the gender thing especially is definitely a part of it because I see like corporate institutions and banks and the, and investments and all that as like a very male thing. And mm-hmm. every time I've ever tried to talk about it with like men in my life, it feels so overwhelming and like almost like something – it's almost like, you know what? It's just too much. Like it's just too much for you. <laughs> well, we got it. Like it's too hard yeah. to explain to you. Yeah. And and that's definitely like – or it's not just them. It's probably a definitely a reflection of me feeling like I'm helpless. I'm weak. I have no idea like what's going on here in this area and I feel like, uh, you know, out of my – um out of my yeah. zone or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, – but it, it it is really interesting. And I think, you know, it, it is like so interesting to just look at what's happening right now with women and with like the rise of this feminine power and with women stepping into their power. And actually like the other day I was talking to my writing partner um, and she was like, oh, I'm – she's like, oh, I got to check like this – I got to check the – what did she say? It's like the stocks or like the – I don't know what people call it. <laughs> this is, mm-hmm. how, this yeah. is how unfamiliar I am. I have no idea. So, no, you're right. It's the yeah. stocks. You're yeah. right. Where she mm-hmm. called – yeah. So she's like, I got to check. And I was like, wait, why? And she's like, oh, because like I have a ton of investments. I'm like, you do? And she's like, yeah. yeah. 
And I was like, like what? She's like, oh, like mutual funds and like da-da-da. And she starts like rattling off all of this terminology and I just – my mind just literally goes blank and I'm like – I this is just blowing my mind right now because I don't think I've ever met another woman who's like doing this actively and talking to me about this. She's like, it's pretty easy. Like once you get into it, it's pretty easy. Like I had this advisor, but honestly, he didn't really like I I didn't feel aligned with him and I'm intuitive. So like I feel like what I should be investing in and it's fun and it's easy and don't let people talk you out of it. And I was just like, wow. That's cool. And there's probably so many more women who are starting to really step into that and utilize yeah. the tools that only men have been using so far. Um, yeah. And yeah. that's part of this power that we're seeing. And that's part of, you know, and 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 also for me, I'll just say, I'll just like admit here that I've been coming to terms with the fact that um, a big part of my financial or my issues with receiving and fi- finances is that um, I just simply don't want the responsibility. I don't want the responsibility and I think it's easier if in this area of my life, I just kind of am like, I don't know what to do. Help me, you know. Um, But I can feel that there's a very deep part of me that's like, you want to know though. You want to know. You're just afraid but you want to know because once you know this, once you actually commit and take this seriously Mm – and I think this is what, you know, going back to our whole conversation about freelancing and everything, it's – it like being successful in anything is simply about committing. When you say yes, yep. I'm going to do this, then yep. everything aligns and then you do it. You you do yep. it. So it's like in this area of my life, I can feel there's just this floodgate waiting to open for when the moment when I say, Okay, I will learn about this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because um Growing up, I was like, we, we were very, the mindset was we were broke, right? So we went from like homelessness a lot, like bouncing from apartment or not apartment, but hotel to hotel. And so at an early age, I realized like how important it is to know how much money you have. And it's not something that they teach in school. I never have been taught this in school, but I remember um, my husband and I's first apartment together. (laughs) And my girlfriend is the CFO of a corporation. And at the time, she sat me down and she was like, so let's go over your finances. And I was like, I'm really good with money. Like, I don't need any help, okay? (laughs) And she was like, well, what does that mean to you? How much money do you have saved? Excuse me, do you have $10,000 in the bank? And I was like, whoa, no, that's crazy. (laughs) And she was like, well, that's being good with money. And I was like, oh my God. And it just blew my mind on what I thought was good with money. Like, cause I can pay my bills and like the lights are still on, like good job to me. Yeah. And then what someone else considered, like, this is where you are and this is where you need to be. And it just blew my mind. So I was like, teach me everything, you know, and that was too much for me. That was too big of a leap. Right. Okay. But now taking it into baby steps, and I think this goes back into the entrepreneurship, taking it in baby steps is actually much easier because I can tell, okay, I'm just going to walk to the edge of the sidewalk. Okay, now that I've done that, I'm going to walk across the street. Now that I've done that, I'm going to do this. And my my dad actually um, was talking to me and he's like, you know, I'm really proud of my husband and I just bought a house and he's like, I'm really proud of you guys you know, everything that's going on. I'd really like to talk to Alex, my husband, about like how you guys saved up the money and did all that. And I was like, he didn't do that. I did. And my dad was like, what? And I'm like, 
I was the one, I'm the one that's in control of our finances. I'm the one that pays the bills. I'm the one that just delegates. Like ask you a question because what you say there is so interesting. You have it there, right there. Your dad is like surprised that you handled it. I mean, how are we supposed as women, when we grow up with most of us, like with a father and a mother, and we are being told by both of them that the man handles the money. This is a male, like a masculine mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. How are we supposed to uh, feel comfortable with it? You know, yeah. I think we just basically lack self-esteem around money. I think that's the yeah. issue. Yeah, definitely. 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 Absolutely. It's, we are so widely capable. We really are. And yeah, I, I can go on for hours about this. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we just need a safe environment where we can learn mm-hmm. things in our own pace. And this is basically the reason why I'm um, like my office here in Berlin, where I live is it's a female co-working space. So every day I'm surrounded by these amazing uh, entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs and freelancers. And there are no guys in here. And you know what? It's really liberating. It really is liberating (laughs) because I can, but this energy is very different. So Mm, yeah, I love that. You know what? I've had a vision for a while. Maybe Mm. I should, well, I'm just going to say it here. I don't care. I've had a vision for a while now that you bring it up of, um, and this is way before I met you, Ambie. I was like literally looking at spaces. I had no business doing this. I like didn't know anyone in this area yet, but I was literally looking at spaces because I had this vision to create a co-working space for spiritually minded people and business, like people who are creating their own practices um, within spirituality and then having a, uh, or just related to spirituality, right? And then having a, um, a classroom, like a classroom where they can host their private yoga sessions or med or uh, Mm. like healing sessions. And then Uh actually having a store where all the people who make things can sell their goods and it actually being like a forward facing business as well as like an internal, um, Mm-hmm. Uh, co-working space of like female female uh, spiritual like entrepreneurs basically. So I love that you're in like a female um, co-working yeah. space and that that energy is amazing and I'm sure it is. Um, yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. It is. And you know, it's so different. I mean, we should be obviously capable of kind of embracing both energies because both energies are within us and we need both energies, right? right. Um, but I think many women are just more comfortable around women, especially in business, because they can speak their minds. And if you make a mistake, you know, it's okay. Um, yesterday, I, I was, uh, I had a meeting in a, in a very different co-working space. It's a huge one. And it's a very masculine driven office space. So when I went from there, I was so tired. Um, I, I felt like I kind of had to stand up for myself more. And this whole thing about being relaxed and, and stuff, it's just very different when you are around women. So don't get me wrong. I love men. I don't <laughs> think <laughs> yes. anything bad about them, but the energy is different and we should all be um, able to choose. So I think mm-hmm. more co-working spaces for women are actually seeing the light of day, which is uh, amazing. Yeah, definitely. By the I way, I feel like that's the future. I feel like you're speaking to us from the future. Like, Oh yeah, America's a little late on the on the update. You know what I mean? And this mm-hmm. is how it's moving into the future. At least I hope so, because that would be amazing. I yeah. think it will. Like there that. are there are already some female co working spaces in New York City. I believe I've heard of a few. Um, yeah. By the way, Rajitse, I just want to say because I uh, you're you're in Berlin, right? Yes, I am. Oh my gosh. I, I studied abroad in Amsterdam for six months and then I went to Berlin during that time. And the 
I am in love with that city. That's wow. the beauty of – because if just – just for those who don't know, like the entire city is covered with graf- – not graffiti, but street art, all kinds mm-hmm. of street art because – and correct me if I'm wrong, because um, it was so dark after World War – is it two? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was so dark and kind of destroyed in certain areas after World War II that the city decided they wanted it to be as bright and colorful as possible. So they they encourage it, right? Like it's it's acceptable yeah. to. Oh, yeah, geez. it's a very new city, so to speak. Um, yeah. to, to people in like reinvent themselves, and there are so many crazy things going on. Like, like I would say that most of, most of the workforce here is actually free, freelance or people are entrepreneurs here. So it's a very young, vibrant um, city. It's very interesting yeah. to to witness the development. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to come back and maybe sure. Amy and I will go on a Euro, Euro trip. Oh <laughs> my god! Don't you get me excited about something and then like don't follow through? Because no, I'm putting it out there. That. I'm manifesting it. There. This is step I'm one. Literally, so excited. And I am having like yeah. crazy eyes it's right now. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's I've gonna always happen. wanted to go to Europe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I will go to Europe. Yeah, you will go to Europe. Yeah, Berlin is just this amazingly yeah like young, vibrant, alive city, and just the yeah. the way that the art is just everywhere. It just feels so yeah. creative, and I can't wait to come back there. And hopefully, when yeah. Ambi and I come back on our Euro tour of yes. like twenty twenty one, we'll no meet big you. Deal. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you girls located right now? I'm in Philadelphia. I'm in Virginia Beach. All right, cool. Yeah, so you have to make a Euro trip uh, maybe next year or even this year. You let me know. <laughs> yes, we definitely will. Oh, my gosh. I would love, yes. love, love Europe. Um, so, okay, well, it's been about an hour. I just – the time has flown. Um, so, Rajitse, yeah. where can people find you? Give us, like, your website, all your social links, and then uh, if you want to, you know, shout out your book again. That would yeah. Be so um, my book is unfortunately only in Danish right now, um, which I guess most people can't understand. So <laughs> it, I'm in the process of translating it into English. Uh, so it will be out as an ebook um, in a few months. Okay. And all information can actually be found on my uh, my website, my blog, which is uh, Traveler with one L.com. Copenhagen Traveler. So um, that is my blog and my website. And um, yeah, everything should be there. And I'm on all social media. So it um, shouldn't be hard to find me. <laughs> Great. Yeah, that's how you found us. Thank <laughs> you. <So. laughs> <laughs> well, this was this was amazing, Rajitse. Maybe we'll um, you know connect again in the near future. And um, yeah, this is just – I love this conversation. We need to have more of these conversations on the show because yeah. this is like a very – hot topic um anything also a very natural conversation yeah. too I, mean. oh, I love it love the vibe here awesome yeah. <laughs> Thank you. awesome you have a beautiful yeah. day yeah you too guys take care okay okay bye bye if you've enjoyed this podcast we would love 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 it if you would give us a rating and review on apple itunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.